Well, this is it. Here we are at the end of 2017. Tomorrow, 2018, uh, it's time to start planning for a new year. And in the meantime, it is cold, it is snowy, it is icy out there. It, if you go outside, it makes your face hurt. I don't like it when you go outside and it makes your face hurt. But warmer temperatures are coming. I know that warmer temperatures are coming. You know how I know? They have Easter decorations up at Walmart already. So, so you know it's going to get warmer. As cold as it is, it never fails. Sooner or later, spring will come, the sun will shine, and things will begin to, to bloom and grow. One of my favorite signs that spring is coming, one of my favorite signs growing up was the arrival of the seed catalogs. Did you guys get your seed catalogs? This week, anyone get a seed catalog? Jim likes getting his seed catalogs also. They arrive in the middle of, of winter in the coldest months, and then you open them up, and inside there's all these pictures of, of growing things. There are pictures of, of giant tomatoes. Tomatoes bigger than your head, and, and pretty flowers, and, and things like that. Uh, they're always there. And there's always that promise that comes with a seed catalog. Do you remember the tagline? in the Burpees seed catalog. And by the way, as a 10-year-old boy, when the seed catalog would come, there was nothing funnier than the fact that the seed catalog was called Burpees. I just thought that was great. I mean, it's so appropriate. But the tagline in Burpees is, seeds that grow. And every year, that's what comes. Seeds that grow. It's winter outside. The ground is frozen solid. But spring is coming. So order your seeds now and get ready to grow. You know, there are times in life when life feels frozen over, when it feels like we're stuck in some kind of eternal winter. And it's not about the weather that's outside, it's about the weather that's on the inside. Inside, we feel cold and we feel dark and, and we feel like we're not growing. And it really doesn't help when some preacher gets up and makes us feel like we're absolute failures. It doesn't help when a, a preacher gets up and yells at us for not growing. You're not doing what you're supposed to do. You're not living the way you should be living. You're just you're not growing. That, that doesn't make things any better. That doesn't make things any easier. That doesn't encourage us. That doesn't motivate us to grow. Motivate us to grow. That's an interesting phrase. I mean, do you, do you have to go out and motivate your plants to grow? Do you have to go out there and, and, and yell at your plants? You know, my dad, my dad always had a garden. And I don't know if you guys would know this about my father. Uh, you may not remember. He's been gone for several years. Uh, but my father could get kind of loud. I don't know if you guys knew that. That may be a surprise to a lot of you guys. My dad could get kind of loud. But as loud as my dad could get, I never saw him go out into the middle of his garden and I, ne I never heard him yelling at his plants. I never heard him yell at his carrots to try harder. I never, I never heard him yell at the cabbage and say, your cabbage, use your heads. Never happened. I instead, what, what did he do? He, he planted. He weeded his garden. He, he watered his garden. He, he nurtured his garden. And, and growth just happened. You didn't have to motivate it. You just have to encourage it. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and verse 23 says, Now the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. 
when the Christian life is properly nurtured, when the Holy Spirit is allowed to take root in our lives, and when conditions encourage growth, this is what is produced. It's not about motivating. It's not about scolding ourselves or lecturing each other. That's, that's not how growth happens. Instead, the fruit of the Spirit must be cultivated and it, and it must be encouraged. We're going to look at Galatians 5 today. We're going to look at the broader section around those two verses. We're going to look at chapter 5, verses 16 through 26. If you want to follow along in your Bible, Galatians 5, 16 to 26. If you want to follow along in those blue Bibles in front of you, it is on page 975. We're going to spend a good part of 2018 looking at the fruit of the Spirit. We're going to take each one of those separate characteristics of the fruit of the Spirit, and month by month, piece by piece, we're going to try to understand them over the course of 2018. But you can't miss some very important information that Paul gives us around those two verses. Because if the fruit of the Spirit are to grow in our lives, if they are to be encouraged if they are to be cultivated, then they need to find an atmosphere. They need to find the proper conditions for growth. And so Paul begins in verse 16. He says, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are in opposition. These are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things that you want to do. But... If you are led by the Spirit, you are not under law. Now, there's some, some vital information in those three verses. And what those verses tell us is, my life might not have the proper climate for the fruit of the Spirit to grow. I need to take a close look at what I'm allowing to grow in my life. And I need to ask the question, what am I truly cultivating? If my life is a garden... Have I planted things in my life that are just sucking the nutrients and, and sucking my energy and sucking my time and taking away from the produce of the Spirit and instead allowing my life to produce things that are just of the flesh? What am I feeding? What am I cultivating? What am I encouraging? What am I encouraging myself? What am I encouraging in other people? 2017 has been a, has been a great year for us. We've been blessed in 2017, as a community, as a church, as individuals, we've seen six baptisms this year in 2017, and all of them have just been absolutely amazing. Catherine came and got baptized all the way from China. Catherine came and got baptized, and she, she came and, and gave her life to Christ. She said yes to Jesus in part because of the, the love and encouragement that she's felt here, you know, that, that, that she's experienced in this congregation. And Catherine, I hope to never forget. She came up out of the water, had this big smile on her face, and she looks at me and she says, I am so happy. And that was just such a, such a beautiful time. The other five baptisms we've had have been family baptism. The, the Simons family got baptized, and John Cotta, along with her daughter um, Haley, right, <laughs> got baptized. And, uh, and that was an amazing thing. And you know, one, one thing that I've always loved seeing, I've always loved seeing parents baptize their kids. But on two different occasions this year, we got to see kids baptize their parents. And that was just beautiful. It was an amazing thing to witness. And, and what a wonderful thing. And that is so special and that is so important. But you know, that's, that's just the beginning. That's not the harvest. 
That's, that's just planting. The harvest comes later. Right now, it's about growing the character of Christ within ourselves and, and seeing the character of Christ grow within one another. What is the character of Christ? It is love. It is joy. It is peace. It is patience. It is kindness. It is goodness. It is faithfulness. It is gentleness. And it is self-control as well. How do we grow that? How do we see that develop in our lives as, as individuals? And how do we see that develop in our lives as a group? That requires that we cultivate those qualities in our life. It, it, it requires that we encourage one another, that we provide a place where we can grow together. The fruit of the Spirit it must be cultivated. It, it must be encouraged. But there's more to, the, to it than that. The fruit of the Spirit also, the fruit of the Spirit must be guarded. I remember when the, when the catalogs would come when I was a kid. And, and you know, middle of winter, and you've got these pretty pictures of, of flowers and and plants and these giant tomatoes and all these things. My favorite page in the old Burpees catalog, and I don't know if they still have this in there or not, my favorite page was somewhere towards the middle. There was, a, there was an advertisement, and there was always this picture of a farmer and, uh, or a gardener, and he had this bag slung over his shoulder, and he, would reach, he was reaching in the bag, and he was throwing ladybugs into his garden. And you could go into Burpee's catalog and you could, order, you could order a bag of live ladybugs. And I thought that was just amazing. I mean, you, you, could order, you could have bugs sent to your house through the mail? They would send you live bugs? You know, ladybugs are, are very important. They eat the aphids. They eat the, they, they eat the, the, moth, the moth larvae. The ladybugs... They eat chinch bugs, they eat leaf hoppers, they eat a lot of other things that will destroy your farm, will destroy your garden. And so every year I would see that picture of the, of the guy who had the live ladybugs. I'd say, Dad, can I order some ladybugs? No, we're not going to order bugs, you know, we, we wouldn't do that. But growth isn't just about cultivating. Growth isn't just about encouraging these qualities. At times, growth is about getting aggressive against those things that destroy opportunities for growth. And, and just as with a garden, there are things you can't allow. There are weeds that you can't allow in there. There are, there are destructive uh, bugs, insects that you can't allow in the garden. There are things in your life. There are things in your heart that you have to aggressively guard against. Paul talks about that in beginning in verse 19. It says there in verse 19, Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, I don't think I need to go through that whole list. I don't think I need to tell you what all those things are. I think you've probably got a good handle on what most of those things are. But there are two pieces of information that Paul gives us here that I think we have to notice. The first thing he says there in verse 19 is that the works of the flesh are evident. It is obvious. We don't have to tell you that these are works of the flesh. These things do not originate with God. You can't dress them up and suddenly make them good. You can't take jealousy and dress it up and make it holy. You can't take anger... And, and hatred, and dress it up and turn it into love. You can't, do the, you can't take lust and turn it into something wonderful and something holy. It just doesn't work that way. 
The other thing he tells us there at the end of verse 21, he says, I warn you as I warned you before. He's told them this before. That those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. That sounds harsh. Where's the, where's the grace in that, Paul? That, it's meant to startle us. It's meant to, to wake us up. If these are the things that your life is about, you will not get to where you want to be. Over in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, in verse 11, Paul warns us about Satan. And he warns us, he says, don't be outwitted by Satan. And there in 2 Corinthians 2, 11, he says of Satan, he says, we are not ignorant of his schemes. And I read that and I think, you sure about that, Paul? Are you sure we're not ignorant of, of Satan's schemes? He may be making an assumption about you and me that's not entirely true. I think we need to be educated about Satan's schemes. I think we need to be educated about his designs, his plans, his plot against us, his plot against the church. And until we are, I don't think growth is going to happen the way it should. I don't think we will see the growth of, of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I don't think we'll see all those things happen until we are properly educated against the work of Satan. So, starting next week, starting in January, we're going to spend the month of January looking at what I'm calling Satan's favorite schemes. That's how we're going to begin the year. Satan's favorite schemes. Those plans of our enemy to help us weed his plans out of our lives and help us to encourage the growth that we need. Because above all else, the fruit of the Spirit demand our attention. We have, we have so many ideas about what a, what a real Christian is. About what a, what a real Christian does. I, I hear it from people all the time. A real Christian wouldn't do that. A real Christian would be, would be doing this. I, I'm, I'm told all the time what a real Christian looks like. What a real Christian sounds like. And, and I've seen people fight and argue and yell and scream and point fingers at, at each other. I, I see it in real life. IRL, <laughs> and I see it online all the time, and every time I see or hear or read people telling each other that you're not a real Christian because, I sit there and I wonder, where, where's the love? Where's the joy? Where, where is the peace? Where is the patience? Where is the kindness? Where's the goodness? Where's the gentleness, the faithfulness, the gentleness? Where, where is the, the self-control? I'm, I, am I seeing these things? I am not a farmer. Some of you guys have me hands down. I couldn't, I couldn't grow anything. I am really, really bad at growing stuff. I'm sorry. I'm, don't ask me to help. I'm not good. But as bad as I am, I can tell the difference between a garden and a parking lot. I've got it figured out. I know the difference between a garden and a parking lot. You know what I look for? I look for what's encouraged. If it's a garden, the soil is, is aerated, it is tilled up, and, and there are things that are carefully planted. If it's a parking lot, it is hard, it is thick, it is concrete, and people just park cars on it. What's encouraged in those places? Is it a, is it a garden? Is it a parking lot? I look for what's growing, what's encouraged to grow, what's 
guarded against. It's just that easy. Paul says in verse 22, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And against such things, there is no law. So we're going to take a closer look at at those qualities in the coming months. We're going to see what it takes to encourage them and cultivate them in ourselves. But today I want you to see some important information here. He says in verse 24, he says, and those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. In other words, people who desire to see these qualities grow in their lives, they take steps to ensure their growth. They, they spend their time, they spend their energy weeding out the qualities that hold them back. That, that selfishness, that pride, that anger, those, those lusts, all of those qualities that don't encourage the growth of the fruit of the Spirit. And then Paul goes on and he says in verses 25 and 26, if we, if we live by the Spirit, let's also keep in step with the Spirit. Let's not, let us not become conceited, provoking one another, or envying one another. I think that there's one very important word in those two verses, and it's repeated two times, and that word is us. Us. Let us. I don't think this kind of growth happens as individuals. I think it happens as a group of us, as a community or a church grows together. If we gather to, oh, those signs aren't here. If we gather together, remember? If we gather together, we, we will grow together. If we serve together, we will, we will grow together. It doesn't happen as individuals. It, it happens as a body. And you know, right there in the middle of the fruit of the Spirit, halfway, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. The fifth one. Right there in the middle is kindness. Exactly halfway. Earlier this year, I, I stumbled across this little book it's called, Your Next 24 Hours, One Day of Kindness Can Change Everything. I read this book, and I was so impressed with it. Just fell in love with this book. It is so simple. It is so practical. It is also so thin. It's a very small book. You'll get through it in just a day or so. It takes no time at all to read this. But it's an amazing little book. So I bought every copy that Amazon has. <laughs> And I gave them out to my friends as, uh, as Christmas presents. Some of you got these as, as Christmas presents. It's just, just a practical little book. And then I decided to, to make a commitment for the coming year. And as long as Amazon can keep up, they actually have one copy right now. There's just one left in, in stock. As long as Amazon can keep up, I'm giving away one copy of this every week for 2018. That's my commitment. Because I want to see if I can help make 2018 a kinder year and if we all just took one day one day to be kinder to each other one day of kindness it could change everything it could at the very least change one person's life if we could all just spend one day can we be kinder in 2018 can we be kinder what would happen if we chose to be kind together i remember i remember a lot of seed catalogs coming in the mail when I was a kid. I remember looking through a lot of seed catalogs. But you know, I don't remember I don't remember my parents ordering that much from seed catalogs. Once in a while, they would order something from a seed catalog, but you know, looking at all those pictures of tomatoes as 
as big as your head. You can't, eat, you can't eat those pictures of the tomatoes. Don't even try. Don't eat the pictures of the tomatoes that are as big as your head. You know what I remember instead is we would go over to Paris. We'd go over to the square. Was it Yance's? Was that where we would go? Over to Yance's on the square? And we'd go back to the seed counter in the back. And a man that knew my parents would weigh out the seeds and put them in little bags and write the names on the side, little paper bags, and we would buy the seeds from, from, a people, from people that we know, from people that know us. We would, we would buy the stuff there because tomatoes as, as big as your head are amazing to look at, but what's important, well, amazing to look at, but what's important are, are the people that you know, are, are your friends, the people that you live with, the people you work with, the people you worship with. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. What, what could we grow if we spent a year focusing on the character of Jesus Christ in our lives? What could we be by the time we welcome 2019? What could we be like? What kind of community could we be? Let's stand together and pray. Father, we, we stand here at the end of 2017, Lord, it was a year when we said goodbye to some wonderful saints, some wonderful friends. I think about Mary Ellen, I think about Francis, I think about Janice, I think about so many people like them who, by their, by their love, by their character, they, they displayed the fruit of the Spirit in their lives. Father, we've also welcomed some wonderful new friends in this year. It's been a year of growth, it's been a year of change. There have been joys, there have been sorrows, but whatever this year has brought, we now acknowledge that 2017 belonged to you, and we pray that we have used the time that you graciously gave us to glorify your name. And so we look ahead to 2018, we don't know what this year will bring, but we place it in your hands, trusting you to be Lord over 2018, and our prayer is that our lives and our, in our lives and in our attitudes, we might reflect the character of your Son, Jesus, that the fruit of the Spirit might find a place to be cultivated and grow in our hearts and in our fellowship with each other. I pray that in a year, we look back and see that this is the year we grew something new within ourselves. This is the year that people truly saw Jesus Christ alive within us. We pray this in the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen.